Welcome to the repost of my live stream. If you guys are new here and don't know, I have a YouTube channel where I do a lot of knife making tutorials, but on Sunday I also do a live stream. My channel is called Dave Irving Invader Knives. Alright, enough about me, let's get to the clips. How's it going? Welcome to the live stream. Hope you're having a great day. Whew! Man, everything kind of went pretty good for today, so let's hope it all works out. <laughs> Man, this has been a, a crazy week for uploading videos and all that stuff, but I'll get into that in a minute. If you're watching the repost, make sure to leave comments. Let us know what's going on with your life, or, or if you have questions about stuff you want to learn, or, or what your passion is, any of that good stuff, because that's what this live stream's all about. I know I'm a knife maker, and... A lot of my videos during the week are all about knife making, but it's mainly about, this live stream is mainly about what your passion is. Hey, what's up, Stalking Wolf? What's up, Chip? How's it going? Yeah, man. Woohoo! All right, all right, all right. <laughs> man, so let me get into this, this anomaly or this weird thing. I think anomaly is the right, I'm always using words that I think mean something, so I hope that's the right word, but if you go back after the live stream and look at Wednesday's video, it had five times as many views. Now, I've been studying a lot of these channels that teach you how to do YouTube and how to be a YouTuber, and one of the biggest things that they say is, is your thumbnail. Your thumbnail is the most important thing. It's what draws it in. I've said it many times myself here, but when you upload a video, what I like to do is I'll schedule it. Even Sometimes I'll even upload it the night before and schedule it for like noon. But I was having problems, and I was editing, and I, I got it uploaded and all that. So I set it for an hour in front of me, and I went and worked on the thumbnail. And I think I had it set for uploading at 7 p.m., and all of a sudden it went live. And if you don't upload your thumbnail before it goes live, it's really hard to change that thumbnail for some reason. I don't know what it is. You could do everything it is to change that thumbnail, but once your video goes live... It takes a couple days to change it. So anyway, I don't know if it's because I uploaded at 7 p.m. instead of noon, or if that I didn't up the thumbnail and it just has me in front of the grinder. But that video got five times more views than any video. So Saturday, I was like, well, let's see it. And that's why I tried to upload yesterday's video at 7. But man, yesterday, you know, I, I should know not to rush into things because when you rush things, Everything goes wrong, and boy, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've never had so many problems rendering out a video. If you guys are into video editing and stuff, I use Premiere Pro, and Premiere Pro is a great tool and a great video uh, editing software, but it has a lot of little glitches, and with the last update or two, one big glitch is you'll have all your clips out and all your audio, and then something will scramble, and all of a sudden, the clips, or the audio clips from the end video come to the front and they switch around so i found a small solution was i used to take just like a a capture program put in the whole mp4 video and just bring out the wav file and put it next to the video shut down premiere and kick it back up and then it replaces the files well yesterday this wasn't working so i had to go back in and i redid the whole first part but i realized now that i've got the whole video rendered out I only have to go back and render the first part or whatever part's messed up. So I replaced all the audio in the first part and I rendered that out and I had it uploaded to, you know, I always watch my videos. If you're a YouTuber, I'll, 
One of the biggest things you have to do is watch your videos before uploading. Well, it was already like 6.45, so I was like, all right, I'll just upload it, and if I find any problems, I'll cancel it. I get all the way, I'm working on the thumbnail, and all of a sudden, everything's perfect because I redid it. And then I get to the last five minutes, and all of a sudden, if you watch yesterday's video, there's a bunch of milling stuff in the beginning. At the end, I see, you know, me talking, but all I hear is me milling on the milling machine. I was like, no! So I had to cancel the upload, go back, re-edit the whole five minutes of the ending, cut that out, render that part out, clip all three parts together, and render that whole thing out. So I was like an hour late to uploading. Yeah, I don't know what's been going on with Premiere Pro, but man, that whole audio thing is driving me crazy. <laughs> Chip said he doesn't know anything about making videos. He just hurries up and gets on when he gets the notification. Yeah, man. Stalking with the same here. One take and I'm done. Short and to the point. Right. You know, it's like anything. You have to check your work. You know, whether it's knife making, whether it's anything. And a lot of times you'll edit something and you'll put it out. Well, if you do one shot and done, then you don't have to do any editing. But the more videos you tend to put out and the more you progress. Well, some people like that one shot and done. It gives the audience a more in-touch feeling, like they're right there with you. So it is a good thing. But me, as you can tell from the live stream, I stutter a lot and I make a lot of mistakes and I have to cut here and cut there. And then when I got into the, the videography part of it and started buying two, three cameras using my iPhones, I want more shots than just one shot. So, But that's, that's just me being consumed with a new uh, hobby. <laughs> so... <laughs> And I love the challenge of editing. But the funny thing about that thing, yesterday, you know, usually when things start going wrong, I usually, oh, man, I got to do this, and my OCD kicks in. But yesterday, it was like more of a challenge, like, I got to get this right. And I realized it was me because Friday, instead of coming down here and getting that video shot Friday, I sat there and I worked on a new song, and I kept saying, all right, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to go down in the shop. And then I'd get consumed by my music again and, and just start working on the song again, working, working, working. And I looked up, it was like 9 o'clock at night, and I was like, well, I might as well just start tomorrow. And, of course, I, I got the video done. I was finished shooting all that video by 2.30. So it took from 2.30 to 5.30 to upload the first version of it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to make my 7 o'clock deadline because I've never used YouTube analytics much. I'm trying to figure out the best time to upload. And I think for the next week or two, I'm going to try uploading at like 6 o'clock at night or 7 o'clock at night because my main audience seems to be the United States. That seems to be a pretty good time to upload. But yeah, so everything just started going wrong and whew. <laughs> but I got it done. It was an hour late, but it got done. I gotta say, it's a 36 minute video, but I, for me, I think it's one of my best. Chip said he would be willing to try one shot and done, but he loves seeing the bleeps in all the videos. Oh, oh, I see what you mean, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to cut out the bad words and stuff. <laughs> I try to keep it clean. YouTube tends to frown on a lot of cussing and stuff. Unless you get to be big. It seems like the bigger you get, more leniency they give to you. Like YouTube started this new thing where anyone that has kids in their uh, videos, they disable the comments because a bunch of pedophiles were commenting on kid videos and, and passing it through. It became a big thing for like a uh, child predator. So YouTube's solution to this was just disable comments on anyone that had kids. But I noticed... Casey Neistat has two kids now, 
Well, he doesn't show his baby, the newborn, but his kids are, and none of the comments are disabled on that. He's got like 11 million subs. Yeah, Chip just said, uh, Outdoor, I think he's talking about Outdoor 55 does a ton of editing, but he still likes his shows of screw-ups. Yeah, I try to leave in all my mistakes too, because that used to drive me crazy. You know, you watch videos, and everyone would do the perfect thing, and make the perfect knife, and everything would be perfect, and it's like, that's not how it goes. In fact, that's one of my topics is why I do videos in so many parts now. Because when I used to watch videos on YouTube about how to make knives, you'd watch these videos and in 10 minutes or 20 minutes, they would make a whole knife from, from cutting it out to everything. And it's like, when you start making knives, you think, oh, well, that's, it's easy. Look how easy he did it. He did it in like 10 minutes. But you don't realize there's a whole process. You know, you got to go through this process to that, even forged in fire. It's an hour show, but they leave out a lot of things that it takes to be a knife maker. Now, they ha of course they have to because they have to edit it down to an hour. But on YouTube, you don't have to do that. Chip just said he loves the blunders at the end of the videos. Yeah, I try to put them in there sometimes. Sometimes another thing, um, what I'll do is in, in Premiere Pro, you have one sequence and that's where all your editing, all your uh, clips are. So I'll make a second sequence. And I'll cut the clips out when I make a mistake, and I'll put it in that second sequence. So that way, when I get to the end of the thing, I can see all my mess-ups and, and all my screw-ups and, and edit them into the final part. Every once in a while, Premiere Pro just loses that second sequence. And now I don't know where my timestamps are for my mistakes or the clips, because I had them already set up to line them up. And it's like, well, looks like I'm just putting an end slate there. Or sometimes I'm just so perfect I don't mess up. <laughs> oh man, how I wish that was true. <laughs> In fact, even I didn't even notice till at the end. In yesterday's video, I missed it. But at the very last part, you see me go like this and come down. Because usually I'll be saying something and I'll mess up. And I'll say it again. And I'll say it again and I'll mess up and keep messing up. And I'll finally just be like, oh God. And then I'll... But I didn't cut that part out, so there's a little sliver at the end of yesterday's video where you see me doing that. Man. <laughs> so that's why I do started doing these long, you know, part one, part two. We'll start here, and then we'll do this, and then we'll start here. But sometimes I'll throw, like, the last couple weeks I've been throwing the heat treat oven in there and, and just little parts. But I, I put them all in playlists, so in the future someone can just go to that playlist and see everything, and it works all out. But... Yeah, sometimes I just have this tendency to take on like seven projects at once. I don't know what it is in me. It's like, well, I said this before. I like everything to be snappy. I want to boom, 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 boom. That's why I hate hand sanding. That's why I hate, you know, little tasks. I want everything. Fun parts. Fun parts of life. <laughs> so check this out. I bought a new smooth. Uh, new smooth. Uh, see, you can't edit live streams. A new small wheel attachment. This goes on the top, and then this is the wheel attachment. My other one was getting all ground up and messed up. Plus, I'm going to keep the old one, and I'm going to try to cut it back here to see if it'll still hold in. That way, I can do fullers. But this goes on top here. Sorry if you guys are watching on the pod or listening on the podcast. You can't see this, but so the belt comes in here, and that way the belt comes out. <laughs> the wheel comes out and falls on the floor. The belt comes down and wraps around so it's a lot tighter around the wheel instead of, oops, maybe I should have put this together before I did all that. But anyway, usually with this, the you know, the belt comes down from the top. So when you're trying to do like a choil like this, oops, I'm all backwards in the camera. 
when you're trying to do a choil like this you can't see how it curves out if you want it straight you want the belt to be flat here so that's what that's what this does it brings the belt down flat that probably didn't make any sense at all but oh man i hope the color looks better hey cat's cradle ford what's up i i, I always want to call you workshop of death but <laughs> bk blacksmith oh bk black says says thanks for the etching video yeah man it's a long one so i hope you can make it through <laughs> how's it going uh i want to call him work i I keep forgetting your name. I know Eric because you're always talking to Eric, but I forget your name. But Cat's Cradle Forge, you guys, all you guys that say I only have a 1x30 belt or a 1x30 grinder or I don't have the right tools or I don't have this or don't have that, go check out Cat's Cradle Forge. This dude makes amazing things with like simple tools. He built his own burner and, you know, like uh, he uses a hairdryer. And like a forge he built. That dude knows what he's doing and makes some awesome stuff. Yeah. BK Blacksmith says, uh, Reader Grinders. Reader Grinders. I've, uh, I've thought about selling my KMG a few times and buying one of those Reader Grinders. Just because it goes horizontal. I'd love to have a grinder that does vertical and horizontal at the same time. Because I had to build my horizontal grinder. Yeah. Chip says for uh, his small wheel attachment, he doesn't have a variable speed motor. That's one thing when you have small wheels, you can only run them so fast. You got to think of the, the ratio. The wheels are so small, it's usually running, you know, your belt's usually running on a big platen or on a big wheel. When you take it down to a small wheel, you're running at what, four or five times, you know, I'm, I'm guesstimating the speed. So even if you're, you know, at a thousand RPMs on that little wheel, it might be three or four thousand RPMs. Like I say, I, I'm just throwing out numbers it's not true statistics but yeah you'll burn out your bearings real quick yeah that etching video man, i've been wanting to do a video like that i'll let in a little secret what i plan on doing with the hormones i've seen uh alex Steele and niels vandenberg doing these uh coffee etches now i don't drink coffee at all but i love peter mckinnon if any of you watch anything about cameras and photography you know who peter mckinnon is and now if you watch any youtube Everyone drinks coffee in YouTube, even Simple Little Life, coffee. Everywhere you look is coffee. And Peter McKinnon, he's like, that's his whole thing is centered around coffee. I mean, that's his whole side thing. You know, it's all photography and cameras and videography and all that. But he, the B-roll and all that, it's all coffee. Everything he has to do is coffee. Now, even Alex Steele, look at Alex Steele's last few videos. They're drinking coffee. I'm going to do me a coffee etch on the one of these hormones. I don't know which one. Probably this one. I, first, I got to dip all three of the knives and, and see which one, how the hormones came out and make sure they have hormones. But I'm going to do a coffee etch on one and a ferric on the other and finish them out. And I know coffee is awesome for doing Damascus. I see a lot of guys doing it, but I've never tried it. It'll be a funny B-roll because I'm going to be like, eat your heart out, Peter McKinnon, and do it like a pouring the coffee and making the coffee and all that something. I don't know. I got it in my head. I'll, I'll just have to figure it out when I start shooting. Yeah, BK Blacksmith. Definitely sub to uh, Cat's Cradle Forge. He used to be Workshop of Death. If you're into forging or if you only have a 1x30 or, or you're thinking, oh, man, I don't have the right tools, he's the dude to check out. Man, I mean, you know, he did me a solid a long time ago because it, I guess one of his grinders broke or something. And I, I was like, man, why don't you do this? And he's like shouting me out. And I had like 600 subs. And it's awesome that we all got to stick together. And that's what I'm always talking about, community. We can't even, we might be in competition on YouTube or competition as knife makers or 
or blacksmiths or whatever it is. But we got to stick together and help each other out. We can feed off each other in competition and use each other to, to get better. But that doesn't mean we can't help promote each other. It doesn't matter. I bring up Bootleg's Blades a lot of times. He just started. You know, I might have 2,000 subs or whatever. But I'm not going to say, oh, don't go check him out. If he's got good content, go check him out. And I see a lot of guys doing this. And I see a lot of guys that will only talk about you if you're on their level. And it doesn't make sense to me. Just because you've been at this longer doesn't mean you weren't in my shoes two years ago or a year ago. It doesn't mean you don't know how it is to be struggling. And it doesn't mean that one day you won't need my help. You know, and that's how I look at everything. Everyone has bad times. I'm not going to shun someone else for something they do or because they're having some bad luck or anything or because I get too high and mighty. At least I hope not. I mean, that that's one of my biggest fears growing as a YouTuber and all that, that I get bigger and bigger and bigger and I can't communicate with the people. I will say it gets a little harder and it, it, it takes time to, you know, answer comments, but it's worth it and it makes me feel good. And I got to always remember that. It's like, oh, yeah, this is taking too time. I don't have time for that. But this is why I started. And a lot of people seem to forget when they get bigger and bigger the reason why they're doing things. Yeah, yeah. Chip, go check out Ecom Knives. Ecom Knives has a fear. Chip asked, does anyone have a, a fear grinder like his set up to rotate it on a hinge? Go check out Ecom Knives videos. In fact, a lot of the stuff that I show here, I learned from Ecom Knives. In fact, that's where I got the whole, what I was just talking about, where uh, I started doing a lot of parts. Because Ecom Knives was the first guy that did like a 16-part series on doing a folder knife. And I still go back and watch that three years later. Man, watch every part, everything. I, I hope to make a folder someday soon. But I've got like 10 other projects i got to finish and start before that. Like I want to do uh, a Tanto. How to grind a regular Tanto. That's like the one, well, the convex grind... And the Tanto are the two builds I want to do next. And, and sometime I'll get onto a folder. One day. <laughs> some people don't, some people just watch the videos for entertainment. I started realizing I'm not making these, well I am making these videos for entertainment, I can't say that. But I'm making them for the guys that were like me when I was starting out and it's like, man, I, I, I want to learn this. I want to learn this. There were like, there were no videos on how to do recurves, on how to do compound grinds. So if you go back, once I learned how to do them, that was like my first video. <laughs> Spit it out, Dave. Those were my first videos, how to do compound grinds and how to do recurves. Now there's a lot of videos, like the black oxide and the etching and all that. They, they, they don't show you how to do them. So I'm trying to find that balance of making videos that aren't too long and videos that work out. Hey, our Polish friend, how's it going? Once again, Cesare, I hope Cesare's right, because that, that's what it looks like, but I'm terrible with names. You know, it's funny, at the end of the video, I figured out, it was kind of funny because you said, you have great content in Polish, and then you said it in English, and I was like, oh, thank you, but I realized that's what you were saying, and then it got all wrapped up and confusing, but welcome back, it's awesome to have you back. Man, love seeing people from around the world. Yeah, Chip, you know, Chip hits me up on email a lot and we talk, but it, I like doing it. It's fun. But no, Chip, I wasn't talking about you. 
I'm talking about like Instagram. The thing about being a YouTuber and all that is, you know, you have to go across all social media and you have to post like Facebook, Instagram and all that. So I have to check all those things. You know, when I take a break and go upstairs to eat, I sit down and I don't relax. I sit down and I get on Instagram, see who's done what. I get on Facebook, see who's commenting and all that. And, and stuff like that. Go on YouTube. And then a lot of times I'll go and I'll leave other comments on people's stuff that I like and, and, and stuff I watch to get my name on their stuff. Now, I don't spam them and say watch my stuff, but I, I watch them. And I tell them what I like about their stuff and, and thank them for if something I watch inspired me or helped me. And, and, you know, I just try to get my name as many places as possible. And I like to comment because it's, it's my way of being social. If you guys have watched for a while, you know, when I'm out in public, I'm not a very sociable person. But when I get on the computer, I can comment and talk for days. In fact... <coughs> I mentioned in yesterday's video how I was talking to Alex Steele. Now, I didn't just become friends with Alex Steele. I don't even know him, really. But if you go back to when he was in the UK and stuff for, like, almost a year, I would comment, like, paragraphs. But I, I learned you only write, like, almost a paragraph, and then you post it. But if you want to say more, you write another paragraph. Because people don't like reading these long paragraphs. They'll click show more, and they'll... And, and they'll glaze over it. They won't see it. But if you write one subject and post it, and then you have another thought, and you write that subject and post it. So I would post like four or five comments that were like, you know, almost a paragraph on every video Alex did. And it was funny because in my mind, I'm giving him tips and stuff because like, uh, if you go back to those videos, he's put hashtag daily steal. And one of the things I'd say like almost every day is like, all right. I just, I just took a break from knife making, now onto my daily steal. And he started putting that hashtag daily steal. Now, I'm sure there was 10 other guys that said the same thing or something like that. Or, um, you know, there's a lot of little, like the horizontal grinder. For over a year, I'm like, man, you have that grinder. It goes horizontal. Turn it horizontal, you know. And he finally did it. And I was like, man, I've been trying to get you to do that for a year. He's like, yeah, I know. I just haven't had the time to hook it all up. And... You know, I DM him on uh, Instagram, but I wouldn't bug him. I'd just be like, hey, this or that, and short things. And he started following me on Instagram and DMing me back stuff. So it's not like we're friends, or it's not like, uh, it's same with Simple Little Life, you know. He started following me. It's just because I showed a big interest. And it wasn't, uh, I want you to see my content interest. It was a sincere, I'm interested in what you're doing. I like your content. I've watched, you know, Alex Steele, I remember he had 10,000 subscribers when I started watching. Because he did a Damascus thing for Trollsky. And I've watched Trollsky for years and years. But anyway, so yeah, I, I commented a lot on all these guys' videos. And, and Ecom Knives, same. And in fact, Ecom Knives is Mike Backwards. Evader is Dave Backwards and Irving ERV, you know. So it's, it's Dave Backwards with the ER from Irving. But I didn't want to steal Ecom Knives' thing, so I hooked, hit him up, and I was like, Hey, Mike, would it be crazy if I did this? And, and, you know, here's my name backwards, and here's what I'm thinking about doing. And he's like, Oh, man, I wish my name was that cool backwards and all that. He's like, Man, you got to do it. It's one thing, it made me realize, all these people that we look up to and, and, and 
see through YouTube that, that think they're on, well, not they think, that we think they're, oh, man, there are 100,000 subscribers, 50,000 subscribers, a million subscribers. We think, oh, they're superstars. But they're human just like, like the rest of us. They all started in the same place. Now, Alex Steele, he started when he was 13 years old, so he had a lot of years to hone his craft in, which is awesome. Liam Hoffman, the same way. At a young age, they knew what they wanted to do, and they set out and did it. But yeah, I haven't even gotten any of my topics, I don't think. <laughs> Especially the, the whole title, Who Needs Excuses? Or Who Needs to Work When You Have Excuses? Man, I've been doing this one a lot lately. And it's not, the funny thing, it's not giving excuses to other people. It's making excuses to myself and, and lying to my, under, uh, Paul, uh, Cesare, sorry, he, he said he'd like it, but he can't understand. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hope you can understand some of it. I'm just glad you're here. I appreciate it. Hey, what's up, Aaron? How's it going? Man, I, I think I said this last week. But you guys got to go check out some of Aaron's blades on Instagram. He's killing it, man. He's It's under uh, the family under slash AK, I think is that? The family under, yeah. Let me know if I'm wrong, Aaron. It's the family under slash AK. Aaron is killing it with some knives on there. So lately, you know, this whole week, I've been kind of slacking off with the video stuff. I mean, I've been doing it, but I've been getting caught up in my music and all that stuff. And like I said earlier... Yesterday, or Friday, I should have been down here making the video, but instead I was caught up in the music, and I'm making excuses to procrastinate, and oh, I'll just do it later, and making excuses to other people, it's easy to catch yourself, when you're like, oh, I don't want to go there, I, I, I got this to do, or whatever, but man, when you make excuses to yourself, it's a hard one to, to uh, get a hold of, and man, I've been having a big problem with it, that, and uh, I, I used to have a best friend, and he kind of got, you know, this is 10 years ago when we were in the whatever. But he'd always he'd always come up with these plans. And it's like, man, I'm going to do this and make my life better. You know, while we're sitting there being lazy, doing nothing, it's like, man, I'm going to go out and do this and, and make a million dollars or make this money doing this and this and this. And I always say to him, are you lying to me or are you lying to yourself? Because I know you're full of it. And that's how this guy was. He would tell himself stuff so much and you know my other friend would be like man i can't believe what he's saying man can you i'm like dude he's not lying to us he, he's he's bought into his bs so much that that's his truth now he believes every word he says full-heartedly and man i catch myself doing it a lot it's, it's hard to catch yourself when you're when you're just bsing yourself like oh i'll do this or I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to go out and make this of myself and, and do this. But you don't even take a step to do it. You, you come up with all the excuses in the world and all the reasons why you can't. You know, and that's been my, lately my big thing is I'll, I'll get something. Like I got a whole, another thing of fire bricks because I want to do my old oven with the big things. But instead of finishing the little oven, I'm like, oh, I'll just wait till those bricks get here. Then I can finish it all as one. But that's not going to happen. I'm going to wait a few more days, get a few more videos out, wire up the small oven, and then wait a couple more weeks and do the big oven. I know this, but I'm lying to myself being like, no, this is how you got to wait and do it and work it out. And so, 
and I'm trying to catch myself on it. Calling yourself on your own BS is is hard. Yeah, Chip, you said you did your first Kydex sheath. I, I use, uh, he says he needs some thinner Kydex. I use that .6. The .6, man, it, comes, it gives you a really nice definition. I, I'm telling you, get that, uh, I always call them waffle irons, but the, uh, the grilling irons, they work amazing for uh, Kydex. And you got to get the, the, the heat-resistant gloves because, you know, I used to use a toaster oven, but toaster ovens are so inconsistent. If you use the skillet, I guess it's a, a, an iron skillet is what it's called, the electronic iron skillet, and, and the heat gun, you can control your heat and keep it about 375, maybe 400, which a lot of people think that's too hot. But as long as it doesn't stick together, once you get it put together, man, you get the nicest definition and a real nice snap out of it. Speaking of working on knives, I haven't even started on this other side of this swedge. <laughs> I got the first side done last week. <laughs> oh, man. Whew. <laughs> oh, here's a good topic. Cheating at knife making. Man, everyone... Everyone has their opinion on what is cheating when it comes to knife making. Oh, I don't I don't buy knives that have been CNC'd, because that's cheating. Oh, I don't I don't use a jig because that's cheating. Anyone that uses a jig when they're making knives is cheating. And my take on this, it's all crap. I wish I could custom this because I you know, if you knew me in real life. I, I talk like a sailor, but I try to keep this clean because I know kids will show up and stuff. But if you're making a knife, it doesn't matter how you make it. It just matters that you are making it. Some guys that forge, oh, he's not a real knife maker. He doesn't forge his knives. He only does stock removal. That's not a real knife maker. A real knife maker has to forge his knives. Man, I've heard them all. And, and the funny thing about like CNC, if you're... If you know, like Ecom Knives, I'm talking a lot about him a lot, but Ecom Knives was like my biggest influence. Like some of you guys are watching me and saying, oh, you've helped me out, you've done this for me and all that. Ecom Knives, and he actually started responding and, and talking to me and, and DMing me without me DMing him and stuff like that and talking. Man, it's the best feeling in the world. And it's what inspired me to start doing YouTube. It's like, man... If I could help people like he helped me, that would be awesome. But he's a, he's an awesome knife maker who went to CNC. Uh, Luma Blades, him and Luma Blades are, are, I guess, pretty good friends. And Luma Blades does a lot of CNC work. And I'm paraphrasing, but Ecom Knives is like, man, CNC is much harder than making knives just stock removal way or whatever. But anyway... I don't know if you guys know who John Grismo is, but if you're in the knives, you probably know the Norseman and, and, and John Grismo. I remember back in like, well, I guess I started getting in knives, what, 2014 or something, 2015. It took me another six months or a year to start making them, but yeah. John Grismo started out in his garage with, with, a, uh, with a little uh, mill like this. Little Harbor Freight. It was an X2. They're called X2 Mills. It's not Harbor Freight he had, but it's the same kind of difference. And now he's built up to like three or four Hoss knot or Hoss and all that. 
Yeah, Chip. Chip says the only cheating would be buying someone else's knife and saying it was yours. I agree 100% on that. And the other thing is taking other people's designs and saying they're yours. That's, that's a big one. I've seen people do that. Now, of course, knives, like I've said plenty of times, knives have a, a blade and a handle. So you're going to have overlapping knives that look like other people's knives. But if you blatantly take someone's idea and say you just came up with it, then that's definitely cheating. And in fact, Ecom Knives goes into a whole rant about that. See, he hasn't done a video in probably two years, but man, go back and watch his old videos if you want some awesome stuff on knife making. He has some really good tips. Like the one, two, three blocks and the can't twist and all that. I got all that from him for sure. Ah. <laughs> Woo, this has been all about knife making. <laughs> oh man, man, oh man, oh man. So let's get on a little bit off the subject. It's funny watching YouTube and, and the trends going around, and you can kind of see. I said a couple videos or a couple live streams back, you know, YouTube's a trap, and the biggest trap is seeing trends and trying to follow that trend. And one of the biggest one is. It's called like the Casey Neistat Challenge. Now, challenge, I can't speak right. If you guys don't know who Casey Neistat is, I talk about him all the time. Him and Peter McKinnon, Maddie. It's Maddie Hapoya. I can never say it in the last ones, but H-A-A-P-O-J-O, -O, something, Hapoya. Any, if you're into cameras or want to learn about cameras, Peter McKinnon and, and Maddie Hapoya, both of them are like the best. At, at Potato Jets... Pretty, I just got into Potato Jet a few months ago, but man, Potato Jet's just goofy, and, and like he's been in production in LA for movies, so his is a little bit higher level videography than uh, Maddie and Peter McKinnon, but but anyway, back to Casey Neistat. Can I make a sword? Polish guys go, no, I can't make a sword. My heat sheet oven's only 18 inches long. So, the biggest knife I can make is about that big. <laughs> I did it. I, if you go back and watch my videos, it's it's called the uh, 5160 Chopper. That's the biggest knife I can make with my oven. But anyway, so Casey Neistat, his whole thing is, is hard work. Work, 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 work. And, and that's how he's achieved such a, a big audience and, and big stuff. So, he gets up at like 5 a.m. every morning. And he goes and works out. And then he runs like 8 miles every day. Or 8 to 12 miles. And in fact, if you watch his old videos, that's all they were. Is he would start out and he'd be running. Okay, I just did that 8 mile run in 7 minutes per mile or something like that. And then he goes to work and works all day. And, and you know, it's a very set, strenuous thing. Now everyone, it's the big trend. I lived like Casey Neistat for a week. I did the Casey Neistat's nice that challenge for a week and it's like okay one week but i i mean i i understand the philosophy of it but why for just one week if you're gonna you know be like someone or, or, or if you're gonna take someone's traits not be like one if you're gonna try to make yourself healthier by doing something that someone else does to be healthier you don't start off and be like okay it's like me i haven't ran since i was a teenager you know, running from the cops. <laughs> That's like me being like, I'm going to do the Casey Neistat Challenge and go run eight miles right now. 
I couldn't even make it two blocks. I'd pass out. I understand they just want to trend and get their stuff up and get their stuff out there and get it recognized by YouTube. But there's that fine line of, of, of BSing your way to the top or, or being sincere about getting to the top. And I think that's one thing a lot of people don't understand about being a YouTuber. Okay, say one of your videos does trend or goes viral and you get all these subscribers. Bam, it's like... Well, now you have to figure out another trend. You have to figure out something else that's going to make all the people come. Or everyone's going to leave. You know, they're going to call you on your BS and be like, well, this guy just is one, you know, one hit pony or one trick pony. It's better to find those trends, but also be true to yourself and do what you love to do. And hopefully people, you know, like all you guys that are here, you guys all come because this is, what you're passionate about. You love knife making. Any stuff. Now you might have started liking my personality and, and got inspiration by these live streams. But whatever it is, I'm not being like, oh, I have to hit this trend. Which I, I'll admit I do some things. But I try to keep it in context to what I'm working with. In fact, this live stream, I was doing a lot of YouTube tips, YouTube tips, YouTube tips. Because I wanted them to trend. But... Everyone does YouTube tips and stuff like that. So if you noticed, like on my thumbnails, I kind of stopped putting YouTube tips and just put the title. And they work out just as good. You have to try different things and see what sticks. <laughs> like yesterday with that mill, or, or a couple days ago, or yesterday's video. Man, I was trying everything to get get those knives all holding. I got them all wrapped up in penetrating oil, so I don't want to get my hands all greasy. I was breaking end mill after end mill after end mill because I don't have experience with a mill. I'm I'm at like uh, level one. You know, I use that for jimping and doing small things. When it comes to hardened steel, I don't know what I'm doing, but that's the way I, I got to learn. It was an expensive learning curve. And, and the, the biggest thing I learned is I'm going to drill all my holes from now on before I do my heat treating. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Whew, that was a costly mistake. Those end mills, man, carbide is expensive. But that's all right. We got to learn somehow. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, you know, I, I repeat myself over and over. It's all about balance. Finding what makes you happy and finding what makes other people happy if you're a YouTuber or, or as a knife maker. That's the thing. Like that beginner's knife, you know, it's just a regular, the full felt... The full flat grind, I don't really do those knives, but I know everyone eats them up when they see those kind of knives. Just a regular drop point hunting knife, just a straight, you know, straight blade, straight full flat, all that. Wooden handle, it's like, if you want to sell your knives, you make that design. But that design doesn't make me happy. It doesn't make me happy at all. It, you know, there's nothing wrong with that kind of design or that kind of knife. A lot of people get joy out of making them. But I, I, I don't get as much pleasure. So finding that balance where I'm helping other people to learn how to make that kind of knife. But I'm also putting my own twist on it or, or doing other things to make that knife kind of evens it out. So I make everyone happy, but I also make myself happy, if that makes sense. It, it, you know, I like tactical knives. You know, I like G10 and carbon fiber. And, and knives like this that just look badass. 
You know, I don't like just regular hunting knives that are straight up. I'm not a hunter. You know, I'm a city boy. I live in the concrete jungle. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. 347. Whew. I think we're going to wind it down, man. I actually got that fastened out. It doesn't really take too much. That's the thing about hand sanding. If you're trying to get out facets, it doesn't take too much work. Of course, I'm going to have to go up to 300 and that. But I'll probably put this back on a higher grit belt. Which, when I got this uh, small wheel attachment, the second small wheel attachment, I bought some more cork belts. So that is one video, another video I want to do. The, the difference, like the Scotch-Brite belts, the Trizac belts, cork belts, all the finishing belts when you get to a higher grit. What the difference is between them. Honestly, Scotch-Brite belts are the best to get an awesome finish, but the problem with Scotch-Brite belts is they, uh, they overlap. If you're doing a bevel, they're so thick and they have, you know, all the little hairs that come off, it's hard to get a nice crisp line with a Scotch-Brite, but they give a really nice finish to a, to a, a knife, but they overlap, so that's why I don't like Scotch-Brites and cork belts, but I'll get into that in the video. BK Bladesmith says he hasn't tried cork belts. Yeah, cork belts are nice. Um, the best thing to do with them when you get them brand new is you take a piece of metal and, and, and you can lay the metal into them to kind of wear them down a little bit. And you can also put like a compound on, on, finishing, on, on cork belts. Like the green polish compound, you can put that on them and stuff. Ecom Knives has, actually has a video where I learned how to use cork belts. So, yeah. This, this video has been a lot about Ecom Knives, but <laughs> oh, I haven't been reading any of the comments or any of that. <laughs> I've just been on a rant today. It, it's funny, the irony, because the last week I had this title, you know, Who Needs to Work When You Have Excuses? And it seems like all week all I've been doing is making excuses while I'm not down in the shop making videos and, and making excuses, so... And that's what I talked about last week. It's, it's like, man, it's just so funny, the irony of things, how you come up with a saying and life is like, oh, uh, you know, if you want to make it that way, then this is how you're going to be. <laughs> or maybe it's just me in my head. It's like, okay, you know, you know, making myself make excuses because that's, I got it in my head. That's my uh, topic for next week or something like that. I don't know. I'm getting off on a rant and getting a little wacko on you guys. So <laughs> I think I'll call it there. Man, thanks for showing up, all you guys. All you guys that have came back. All you long-time watchers. Man, I really appreciate it. It really means a lot. I love doing this live stream. It took me a while to get on track and, and figure out how to get everything done. But, man, I even got the color. I think I got the color right now this week. Because it's weird. What, what shows up on my... Uh, OBS is what I live stream from. That's what puts it out. But if I go on OBS, it's one color. And then I look on the YouTube page, and it's a different color. YouTube has two different live streaming ways. You can go live instantly, or you can create an event. And that's where you usually see my thumbnails, like this morning. I put my thumbnail up. I'm going to have the live event at 3. But if I wanted to, I could just click on go live at 3 and and do that so usually i go on the go live thing and i and i keep it private which like a month ago i messed up and i forgot that i put it public 
Everyone's like, what's this dude? I'm sitting there counting one, two, three, you know, checking my mic and all that. Oh, man, I lost my train of thought. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, the color scheme. Yeah, so I went on my OBS, and it looked like this color, and I realized, man, why does this color and this color look different? So I'm looking at the YouTube, and I'm trying to adjust the color to make it better on YouTube. So hopefully it looks a little bit better. I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> anyway, that's about it. Thank you guys for showing up. Thanks for the support. I got to repeat myself 10 more times before I finally sign off. <laughs> if you made it this far and you're watching the repost, Amazon links will be on my website. You know, I got to do the sales thing. I'm trying to keep it at the end of all my videos now instead of putting it right at the beginning. Amazon links. I got shirts up there that say Vader knives. I don't have a way to put a picture on the live stream, but if you go to any of my other videos, you can probably see me wearing one or something. I got my AVE shirt on today. Website links. I think there's two knives for sale up on there. That's about it. Let's have a great week. If you only come for the live stream, I hope to see you next Sunday. If you come for knife making, hopefully you'll see me Wednesday. I'll get back on it and get a video out. I got a whole bunch of ideas. Thanks for watching. Hope the rest of the weekend is great. And as always, take it easy.